You know that feeling when you walk out of the salon, a little taller, definitely better looking, and possibly smarter than when you walked in? If you're anything like me, you really appreciate having freshly cut, coloured and styled hair. I love that feeling. If I could bottle that, I'd be set for life. But at the same time, I'm the bad client who has been known to cut her own fringe, use box dyes and supermarket shampoo as well. And then I feel the guilt the next time I need to go back, like a naughty kid who's about to be told off. So when I noticed the lovely Neve from NFM Hair posting on her socials about hair tips for brides, and one of them was as crucial and helpful as finishing your hair and makeup with an hour to spare, just to make sure that you're not stressed, have time for a drink, and can just chill with your squad before your ceremony, or whatever's coming up next, I knew I had to get her in to give you all the deets on how to prepare for your wedding hairstyle without the guilt trip. How to make sure that in the weeks or months leading up to your wedding, you are doing the best you can with what you've got. Today, you'll learn when and how it's best to start preparing your hair for your wedding, all about heat protection and preventative strategies to alleviate damage, whether you should wash your hair the night before your wedding and what that means for your stylist, and how to pick your alternate or plan B hairstyle just in case the wind, humidity or rain is not playing ball on the day. Plus, because I just can't help myself, I also asked Neve about supermarket versus salon-grade products, and I think you'll be surprised to hear what she has to say about that. And just after we finished chatting, Neve messaged me to say there was one extra tip that she wanted to pass on that will help you to feel more calm and confident as you're getting ready for your wedding, and that is to make sure that the venue or venues that you're getting ready in have lots of natural light and space to move. Because they make for gorgeous behind-the-scenes shots, and are also a dream for your makeup artist and hairstylist to work in, meaning a better result for you. But first, your hair prep. Let's get stuck into it. Unbridly is a community of pro wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Hi, Neve. So good to chat with you. Hi, how are you going? Yeah, I'm doing really well. How's your day? Yeah, it's been beautiful, thank you. Despite the weather, it's been quite grisly. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about the hairstylist side and all of your experience in that. But before we get into all that, basically, Neve, can you tell our listener who the hell you are and what you do? (laughs) Absolutely. I am NFM Hair. I have been hairstyling in bridal world for the last six years, but I've been styling hair for over eight years. I've been fortunate enough to be a part of over 250 weddings at this point, which has been incredible. Lots of many triple, double wedding weekends over the last few years. And I've absolutely adored being a part of Bridal Land. How did you um, get into Bridal Land, as you call it? I Honestly, I fell into it. I found um, I was quite young when I started. I was 17 when I started my business. 
So it took a couple of years of building my business and my skills and confidence, I think, confidence. And my first bride, she was so beautiful. I, I remember her and I was so nervous. And I told her, I was like, this is my first wedding. She's like, I wouldn't want anyone else to do my hair. You've been doing my hair for the last few events. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was just such a positive experience. It was so beautiful to be a part of someone's morning. I just thought I absolutely have to keep doing this. So I just began to develop my skills a bit further from there and started to network with some of the beautiful wedding vendors. And then I've just not looked back. That's awesome. Because what we want to talk about today, of course, is all the prep is how a bride or, you know, anyone really can take care of their hair and get it all ready in a timely fashion that when they come Mm -hmm. to you on that day, it's looking the best it possibly can. So what I want to ask you is when you're chatting with your brides about, you know, what they want and what their vision is for their wedding hairstyle, Mm -hmm. when do you recommend that they should start preparing? Oh, honestly, prep can start as soon as you know. Prep starts as soon as you've got a head of hair, honestly. (laughs) You want to be taking good care of your hair so that it's in the best condition it can be for your wedding day. So it starts well in advance um, and you would start looking at your diet and if you've got a regular hairdresser, you'd have a conversation with them about your upcoming wedding and the things that they recommend for your hair at that time. So it could be anywhere from the 12-month mark to people who are super prepared and are looking at like the 36-month mark, you know, the more time you've got to prepare your hair, the better. And it's all preventative, take care, protective stuff um, in the lead up. That's really holistic of you to, you know, one of the first things you said there, Neve, was diet. Do you have that conversation with your clients? I will, especially if they've got concerns. If people have, um, you know, experienced hair loss or they're a new mum and they're worried about the baby hairs, you know, you sort of have those those chats. And some people you would refer on to a GP as well if they've got alopecia or those sorts of things. But from my hairstyling perspective, the more the merrier in terms of people's input for helping people to feel the most confident on their big day. Especially if your hair's in hair rehab, you've bleached it and you've destroyed it, you know, you're going to you're gonna want to take that time to really recover it. For sure. Okay. So we're preparing as early out as we can. We're thinking about our diet and, you know, at this stage, do we have to know what the end goal is? Do we have to know sort of what length we want our hair, what color we want our hair, or are we just being the healthiest person we possibly can be? I think looking at health is the first point and Obviously, depending on your hair type and the style that you're looking at, those things do impact the sort of hair that you want. Um, so if you're not wanting super long, luscious hair, you can probably write off a few things because there are a few styles that really do work well with the really textured, drier hair. So I would never say to anyone to not take care of your hair, but totally. if you're doing something that involves that texture, it may be less of a priority for you. Yeah. How do you prepare for, you know, the colour you want and stuff 12 months out? Is it just this extended conversation with you? Yeah, I think once you've had a chat to your bride, like you would get to know them and their their vibe and if things are going to be viable for them. But I think protective hairstyles are the best. So using like a claw clip or something to prevent 
pulling it and pulling it too tight and getting damaged that way and sleeping with like a silk hair pillow are they're fantastic and they're so good for your skin too um but it stops that damage and reducing heat oh my gosh I can't believe I've not said that already reducing heat that is my number one favorite tip so what are we, mm. okay tell us specifically what are we talking about Neve? so if you are an everyday hair dry blower I would try to reduce that as much as possible or if you absolutely can't get away with not doing that just don't straighten it again after just the one application of heat to try and protect it and then sleeping on something like a silk pillow will help the longevity of that blow dry as well because it doesn't get as frizzy overnight like with cotton. Okay what about are there certain shampoos, conditioners, treatments you know what if your bride's someone like me and like goes out to the supermarket and gets something off the shelf at Woolies. Like, are you going to disown them? Is that really bad? No way. I would never disown you, honestly. Whatever's available to you is going to be what works best for you. And I would never knock someone for purchasing something that is what's available to them at the moment. But if you do have a regular hairdresser and you've got a really good relationship and you know that they're not trying to just upsell you, Mm. committing to selling grade products will save you the cost of other products in the future. So using what your hairdresser uses on you, what they sell in the hairdressers, definitely recommended because they spend that time with you getting to know your head and your hair follicles and what works for you. And you're in that chair for so long, you can have those really open and honest conversations with your hairdresser. When is too late? Say someone's listening and they are a bit like me and they just get whatever's on special every week. Yeah. Oops. Um, and- Your hair still looks very healthy. <laughs> You're doing well. <laughs> we're, we're doing good tonight. We're looking shiny. We're doing good. Um, but let's say that they've done that up until now. Like, is it ever not worth it? Is it ever too late to, you know, use the good stuff <laughs> and get some volume and shine? It's never too late. Even the wash before the wedding night could be the best wash you do in your life and that will still absolutely make a difference. Okay. Oh, that gives people hope. Yeah, 100%. And your hairdresser, if you've picked someone who knows you and knows your head of hair, they're going to make whatever works for you work for you on that day. But you do have to be mindful of those things. You know, if you've got an inspo picture of someone who's got the most luscious head of hair that you've ever seen in your life, but you've got like rugrat sprouts, Mm. you know, you've really got to compare the picture with something realistic for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that recently, Neve, actually. I was speaking with a makeup artist who's in North Carolina the other day, and she was saying that the best thing that you can do to help your makeup artist is to not give them inspiration photos of your makeup from Pinterest of these random, Mm. you know, makeup artists with people who don't have similar age of skin, type of skin, Mm -hmm. you know, color tone of skin that you should pick photos from your makeup artist's portfolio from their Instagram because that's, you know, that shows the products that they have on real people that possibly aren't mm-hmm. airbrushed. Is is that advantageous for a hairdresser too? Yeah, 100%. If you are looking at inspo pictures, and even if you are on Pinterest, which Pinterest can be incredible and an awesome tool for finding inspiration, but a lot of them, like you said, can be airbrushed or they've been filled in. So just keeping that stuff in mind as well. But when the keywords that you search 
match your hair color and your hair type, you're way more likely to find something that's achievable for your hair and achievable for your hairstylist. And extra top tips, if you go to your hairstylist page and then you do that same thing, that same process on their page, wow, chef's kiss, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, right. Because then you've done it before, you know what it takes, and then you can have that chat with them, right, about well, this might take some extensions to create or something along yeah. those lines, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you can say, oh, because you've done that person's hair that is in that photo. You know what their hair was like before the after. So you can say, well, they actually had a weft in, you know, have you considered that? Or we could get some clips mm. or, you know, they've been going to this hairdresser. Do you want the same sort of color to achieve that mm. look as well? Mm. And because we have these awesome conversations with all of our brides, everyone sits down in the chair and they just offload all of the information about everything. So we're just a wealth of all this knowledge. So please pick our brains. <laughs> if you had a sweary, chocolate addicted, wine sipping fairy godmother who could help you with your wedding planning, what would you wish for? Perhaps no more waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, wondering what you've forgotten, or fretting about your RSVPs. Maybe no more spreadsheets or post-it notes or endless to-do lists. Well, I can help you with all of that. Websites is an Australian wedding website builder, guest management software, and wedding project planner all in one. Why is this such a game changer for you? Well, imagine everything to do with your wedding being in one place, updated in real time in the cloud, shareable to anyone else that's helping you, password protected for your guests, with notifications to tell you what needs to be done next and by when. It's amazing, right? I love how easy websites is to set up and use and how there are no ads on the platform yelling at you to spend more money on your wedding. To get started on your very own free wedding website, just head to websites.com. That's W-E-D-S-I-T-E-S dot com and enter the code UNBRIDELYPOD, that's UNBRIDELYPOD, to get 10% off their paid planning tools. The link is in the show notes. So between six and 12 months out, we've limited the heating tools. Number of washes per week? Do you have any beliefs around that, Neve? Not particularly. I feel like everyone's hair is so different that whatever works for you, continue to do. I personally wash my hair between one or two times a week, but it also depends on how much physical activity you're doing. If you're getting a lot of sweat, you don't want to get that build up Mm. and then you've got a lot of work to undo, you know, the amount of dry shampoo you've been putting in your hair. (laughs) So I think as long as you're keeping up with the routine that works for you and something that you've discussed with your hairdresser and you've considered maybe doing a replacement treatment instead of a conditioner one time in the shower, one wash a week, or, you know, you're just going along with, what you've set in place for yourself, then wash your hair as much as you want. I love that. Well, that's a really cool answer. So then, you know, let's say three months out, do we need mm-hmm. to have our ducks in a row as far as our colour goes? Yeah, I'd probably be wanting to look at three months for your colour and your hair trial potentially. I feel like quite often people will come in and they've just had their fresh colour and then you can sort of match that with the trial for what it's going to be like on the actual day but also quite a lot of people are enjoying the more lived in hair colors 
So if you get your colour at three months and you do your trial, then it'll have that more lived-in look by the time your day rolls around if you don't do a refresh appointment, Okay. Um, which I've had a lot of people doing recently, which I'm loving. I'm loving the low-maintenance hair colour vibe and that colour is just so gorgeous for texture when you're styling as well. Okay, because it's had a while to settle. Yeah, and people get used to it. I'm finding that a lot of people will love their hair after a couple washes, but when they first get it done, it's like, ah, it's too much or it's, you know, too ashy if they're blonde. That's quite often what people will say. Yeah. So, and then doing your hair trial at that time, you can sort of prepare for what it's going to be like in three months time for the day. Okay. Okay. So we're finalizing our color. What about, have you ever had an impulsive uh, bride who's gone, we need a fringe? We're going to cut in a fringe, Neve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you talk that person down? Do you talk that person down? That has totally happened. Oh, I'm all for personal preference and I'm I'm an impulsive girly on a good day. So I'm not the best one to talk down from things like that, but I will I will have that conversation and we'll be like, well, this is what it would look like with a fringe and we can pull up some pictures together and that was probably enough for most people to go, hmm. Maybe I'll wait for the honeymoon um, <laughs> to cut my fringe. And I've also seen this trend, Neve. Have you seen it where a bride will grow a hair, you know, keep growing, growing, growing for 12, 18 months, beautiful long head of hair, and has it styled down for the ceremony? And then just before like a cocktail or pre-dinner drinks or photos with their, you know, now spouse, they get a haircut right then and there. Oh, I've seen that. That is absolutely something that I would do myself. Really? It totally is. It totally is. That's great. Yeah, I think it's so fun. I'm all for it. I'm all for it, especially if you were growing your hair to have that look for your wedding day, but you would normally have it short. Off it goes. Get rid of it. It's so iconic. I think the trend's called forget a dress change, I want a hair change or something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. I've seen, I've seen it's all over my TikTok and Reels. <laughs> I love it. But it's just, it's so extreme, isn't it? A hundred percent. It's so fun. It's absolutely wild. So we've done hair trial treatments, we've cut, you know, or maybe not. Is there any other point in this lead up, you know, just before the night before? Yeah. You know, any other tips? I would probably say if you are having face faming pieces for whatever style it is that you've got that they are the length that you want them to be if they're too long it doesn't quite look right so it might be worthwhile popping back into the hairdressers to get that trim redone for you Um, and I always recommend that for bridesmaids as well I try to avoid any hair trimming on a wedding morning if I can Mm. um, because that can result in impulse decisions so I do suggest that brides and bridesmaids go and speak to their hairdressers about that face framing and also if there's any dead ends, because dead ends don't look the nicest when they're styled. There's only so much you can do with the little bits that pop out. Mm. So um, getting a trim in about uh, probably about a month would be a month out from the wedding would be recommended. Nice. So it still settles, I'm guessing. And then, you know, when I go and have my hair dyed, my hairdresser's, you know, yelling at me going, don't you dare wash <laughs> your hair for at least a day or two before I go in. But I've seen brides go in for their hair trial. Mm. They haven't washed their hair in days and days and days, and it's just lank 
with you know mm. excess oils and there's nothing that their poor hairstylists can do with it. It's controversial, isn't it's it? It's really <laughs> it's tricky, isn't it? Like where is the sweet spot for the bride yep. in um yeah, when she washes her hair before her wedding day? I think everyone again will know their hair the best. I like to open up the floor to have that conversation. Say, look, I, I recommend most people wash the night before or the day before. And that works for most people, but for some people washing it the morning of will be the best outcome because you can always dirty up hair with products. You can add texture spray. You can add anything waxy that you need to, to create that bit of extra texture, but you can't clean it with products. You know, you can add dry shampoo, but it it still has that film. It's not the same as proper clean hair. Mm. Um, So yeah, that's definitely a controversial one. I feel like for the longest time we were all told that, you know, you have to leave your hair dirty, but there's such a fine line between dirty, dirty and good styling dirty that it's just not worth it on the wedding morning to push it. And the last thing you want to do is you've got your makeup done and you've gone to sit in the chair and I'm like, oh, it's really dirty. It's not going to hold. It's heavy. Dirt is heavy. And I finally understood. I was trying to do my daughter's hair for a little party a couple of weekends back. I always went, how bad can it be that a a hairstylist can't make (laughs) you know, dirty hair work. And then I tried my daughter's and I just looked at her and I went, this is so dirty. This is so greasy that I can't even put a wave in it. Like it just. Uh, Yeah. It's so limp. It doesn't hold. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody wants to feel like their hair's glued to their head. (laughs) No, it's not a positive experience. It's usually not the look that anyone's going for. No. And if it is, go for it. (laughs) Leave your dirty hair. No judgment. Um, but yeah, <laughs> can't be doing big bouncy waves and stuff with it, I guess. That's it. Yeah. That's okay. It. So trust what you normally do, but cleaner is better than rocking up with dirty lank hair. Absolutely. Do you have any other tips, Neve, for people with their hair on their wedding day? On their wedding day, I think I think not putting any product in it prior to your hairdresser putting any product in it too or chatting to them while you're there if you do wash your hair that morning um, just to see what they prefer to work with. I would prefer squeaky clean hair with nothing popped in it. That way I know exactly what's going in it and how it's going to react. And also chatting with other hairstylists, the weather, the humidity is a killer for styled hair, isn't it? Big time. You've got a lot to consider and a lot to factor in when you're picking your style and maybe having a backup option and something that you know that you like uh, in case, you know, you wanted it down and your wedding's outside, but it's so windy that it's just going to whip you across the face all ceremony, you know, like considering an up style that you really like that still potentially looks similar from the front. That's a big thing for a lot of people is the way they want to look from the front or they don't like their ears or whatever, but something that you feel comfortable with that's a backup option that makes you feel safe. Yeah, that's a really great tip, Neve. I like that a lot because I do hear about brides who just, they look outside, they see the weather on their wedding day and they're just, no, it's never going to work. Yeah. Um, or they don't realise and then they sit down with their stylist and um, yeah, <laughs> you got to have that conversation going, well, we can do it, but this is likely to be the outcome. Definitely. And being okay to have that conversation too for any hairstylist who might be listening, that's really important for us to do as well is to make sure we're having those open conversations with 
clients, you know, setting expectations so that you can still make them feel incredible, but you've considered all bases. Mm, that's really cool. Yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to yeah, pass on, Neve? I do have one while we've been chatting. Another golden nugget is to pick a hairstyle that you wear often and you feel confident with as your wedding hairstyle. A lot of people in their trial will tend to trial something that's a bit out there, Mm. but everyone, almost everyone, probably nine out of 10 will revert back to the style that they feel most comfortable with. But the thing about having a hairstylist do it is it's going to look elevated. It's you, but it's more glam. Yes. And I think that is just the most powerful thing you can do for your confidence and how you feel on the day is to be you, but you've just got a little bit of extra glam team today. Yeah. Love it all, Neve. Um, <laughs> and so for those that are listening, if they want to, yeah, have a look through your portfolio and see what you do, where can people find you? Oh, I am infiltrating all of your social medias. I am on TikTok, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Pinterest, and they are all NFM hair. NFM hair. Beautiful. Yeah, it's my initials because my name is spelled N-I-A-M-H and that would just be terrible for business because it's pronounced (laughs) Neve. So I went with my initials. (laughs) It's a beautiful name. It's just confusing when you look at it. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time, Neve. Really appreciate it. It was a pleasure chatting to you. Bye. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbradley podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.